hello, you lovely lot. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back to When the Dust Settles. I have been to the gym three times this week. Just in case you wanted to know, I'm feeling quite smug about it. I haven't done anything in any way, shape or form that you could call sporty since I had my little one, which is over three years now. Unless, of course, you include hoisting her up and down the stairs, killing my back, having her hang off me most of the day and carrying about a whole bedroom full of gubbins with me most days um, on her behalf. I guess I guess that is quite sporty, to be fair. Hmm. So I'm feeling pretty good about that and therefore I've had a pretty good week. It's actually woken me up a fair bit rather than knackered me out even more, which I'm surprised about. But that's what they say, isn't it, about physical activity. I hope you lot are having a great week. Everything is starting to feel a little bit like spring. Hope is in the air and we're already halfway through March. With that in mind, thinking of uplifting, sort of exciting topics to chat to you guys about, I thought I'd have a little chat to you about wallpaper because we've talked quite a bit about more nuts and bolts recently and I thought it might be time to turn our attentions back to the pretty things, the things that turn your home into a little jewel box. And one of those things can be wallpaper. Now, I am not talking about feature walls. Please, God, no, I am not talking. I'm just going to say that for the third time. I am not talking about feature walls. No, no, no. We're talking about how you can use wallpaper other than feature walls. A brief little bit of history for you first. If anyone knows who invented wallpaper, then feel free to quickly, quickly give us a review and comment in it before I say it. Oh, wait. (laughs) So the Chinese actually invented wallpaper. It is said that they pasted rice papers onto the walls as far back as the Qin Dynasty, which is a long, long time ago, way before feature walls came into fashion. In the 16th century over here, you would have found some of the earliest wallpapers to be in the backs of cupboards and um, drawers and used in some of the smaller rooms of people's houses. That's probably where you find a lot of drawer linings coming from, this sort of passed down idea when you find an old piece of furniture and you open the drawers and they've got a rather attractive bit of paper lining them. But at the beginning of the 20th century, then it just went crazy, viral, if you will. I find often people are quite scared of wallpaper. They feel like it's a really big commitment, which in some in some ways it is. It depends what wallpaper you go for. I mean, if you go for something like cuckoo crazy, then yeah, it's going to be a big commitment. But there are places you can do that in your home. But they can also act as a really lovely neutral backdrop to create some texture to your walls rather than just a flat paint. And if you've got a situation where maybe you don't have much artwork or maybe you don't have much space to do things with, then it can be a really nice idea to bring some movement and some interest to a wall with wallpaper. There's lots of other reasons to use wallpaper and ways to use wallpaper, which we're going to get into today. And I'm also going to give you some of my favorites at the minute for different locations in the house, in and around the house. My thoughts on wallpaper vary. I think you've you've got to get it right, obviously. I personally like a small pattern that almost blends into the background and you sort of notice it on second take rather than on first take. But wallpaper can do 
a lot of things for a room. A small pattern or a sort of botanical pattern can really open up a narrow space. Similarly, if you use stripes, much like any rule in fashion or or anything, vertical stripes is going to make a room feel taller, uh, go bigger. Stripes are always very smart as well, I find, for, for but bear in mind that stripes don't have to be literally stripes, like circus tent stripes. You can get patterns that have stripes happening in them as well that will be part stripe, part botanical maybe. When I say botanical, I'm talking about the sort of William Morris flower-based, foliage-based patterns that have kind of more wiggles and a more organic feel to the design. When I talk geometric patterns, there's more straight lines, they look more modern, they generally look smart. And then the third one I wanted to talk to you about was textured wallpaper. Textured wallpaper is having a moment, it's definitely coming back, not that textured wallpaper that you find in the hallways when you first buy some Victorian house that looks like a sort of stipple effect wallpaper that everyone wants to get rid of but a combination between a sort of more high-end look of that kind of embossed wallpaper but also more so these sort of seagrass sizal sort of natural wallpapers that can be really lovely in a hallway and come in lots of neutral colors and some color colors and they're just one color but they add lovely texture and warmth to a room and can make a room look very high-end especially when it's used in a sort of a bedroom or a or a dressing room uh walk-in wardrobe kind of scenario so where to start with wallpaper firstly what opportunities do you have to use it um i think that wallpaper works best personally obviously we all have our own opinions this is just mine in bedrooms in downstairs toilets wcs powder rooms whatever you'd like to call them, hallways, children's bedrooms, loft rooms. They are the sort of main rooms that I think wallpaper really, really works in and really can sing in. And then when we're talking about areas, if someone is dying to do a little area of their house, but they've, they feel like I'm not allowing them to do a feature wall, then have a look for little nooks in your homes. So little smaller areas you can almost define as their own place with wallpaper, sort of more than one wall, ideally three walls. Or the back of your built-ins, the back of shelving is a great place for wallpaper if you just want a little amount somewhere. And this can work really well either side of a fireplace behind, behind your shelving, for example, or in any form of bookcase, really, that's a great DIY project right there. Have a little look on Instagram, you'll, you'll find something on that. And when it comes to DIY projects and hanging wallpaper, I'm not going to get into that too much because, to be honest, you can find a YouTube video on that. It's not overly complicated. You just want to get the pattern repeat correct, which is quite hard to describe and tell you about without having some sort of visual reference, to be fair. So if you want to get into hanging wallpaper yourself as like a weekend project or something. Just make sure you've got a really big table, the right wallpaper brush, a squeegee, and you have looked up online how to hang wallpaper. You know what kind of wallpaper you have, whether you put the paste on the wallpaper or the wall first, and you know what your pattern repeat is. There are three types of pattern repeat. 
the easiest obviously is the one that just repeats like for like you can cut it anywhere and you're not going to have a huge amount left over either way normally this is on the smaller patterns the kind of geometric smaller patterns or something like a very basic stripe the more basic patterns others when you cut them you need to kind of cut them in the right place and or you want to think about how high your walls are because you might get a ton of wastage because the pattern doesn't repeat again for quite a long time and it's hard to match it up I would say that if you're getting people in to do wallpaper hanging for you, it is quite a specialist job. Again, who was it last time? Bob. Bill, sorry. God bless Bill. He likes to do everything. Much as in my last podcast, I told you that Bill wouldn't be a really good idea to get your built-in cabinetry done. Again, you probably shouldn't go to Bill to put your really expensive wallpaper up, especially if it's got a complicated repeat. He's not going to do a great job of it. And you're going to be pissed at poor Bill. And it won't really be his fault because, you know, he was just trying to help. And then it gets messy. So go to someone that knows what they're doing. Go to someone that does wall finishes. Go to a decorator that has experience with wallpaper and have a look at some things they've done and ideally speak to some people that they've hung wallpaper for and find out that they're happy and then everyone's happy and you have a lovely, lovely wall of wallpaper. So I've got to stop the bill bashing. I'm so sorry, Bill. But I just, again, I I have to use you to illustrate the point. So they're great places for wallpaper. Um, WCs, for some reason in my head for a while now, I know some people that do some amazing custom wallpaper. Obviously, custom wallpaper is a whole another topic on its own. Some amazing brands make custom wallpaper that will literally be painted for your room for the size of your room it will fit perfectly to your it's a bit like like a mural really it's almost more of a mural than wallpaper but it comes as wallpaper and these things are hand painted and obviously you need a budget for them but they are stunning there's a company called uh, Gracie that have been doing it for absolutely years they're based in the states there are others if you want to go down that that route but other than that there are people that sort of almost that do there's another company that does bespoke marbled wallpaper called Mamor Papery and they do mate they do lovely books as well but they do bespoke marbled wallpaper and oh my god the colors it's amazing it's something I'm desperate to do and when we move I'll probably probably will do it but in the meantime there's a company called Mind Gap that do a marbled wallpaper as well they do a couple of colors that the budget's a bit lower for if you were looking for something like that to make a statement in your WC I just think that marbled wallpaper in a WC I can just see it It would look amazing someone do it and send me some pictures because I am I'm not going to be able to do it for myself anytime soon. Loft rooms, if you come up over a sloped ceiling as well, that can look really cool. Wallpapered ceilings in kids' rooms look really cool as well. You can have some real fun with that. And in my opinion, wallpaper, when matched with coloured woodwork, especially with not not a high gloss, but um, a certain level of gloss to it, just always looks so good a colored woodwork not just like a white something that matches in with the wallpaper I'm going to put a little download together for you guys because I know it's hard when we're describing visual stuff sometimes it's hard to 
envision and people don't always listen to these things with a pen in their hand so all the brands and wallpapers that I'm talking about I will put a link below to a little download for you that you can grab so you can see what I'm talking about and if you are in the market for some wallpaper then maybe one of them will suit you what else yes you can use wallpaper in your bathroom you can don't let anyone tell you otherwise you just need to seal it you really do need to seal it though if you don't seal it it will just start peeling off but I think wallpaper in a bathroom is a lovely thing if you've got quite a big bathroom you've got like a roll top bath and all that sort of jazz going on maybe some paneling um, low level paneling then that's going to look really nice the best thing that you can seal it with is decorators varnish polyvine deb flat two coats as long as the wallpaper's like completely dry from being hung and you're going to be fine. In fact, you can actually do that in any high traffic areas as well. If you're going to wallpaper your hallway, for example, and you want to protect it from scuffs and knocks, because that is one thing about wallpaper, you know, it's really not as easy to touch up as putting a bit of filler over a little dent and uh, giving it a sand and painting it again. So if you want to give it a little bit more protection in any high traffic areas, you can do that there as well. Wallpaper is really great for hallways. It will really open up a space. And because you're not sitting in a hallway for a long time, you can go a bit more bold. It's not something that you're going to be sitting there kind of feeling feeling frustrated by because you've sort of seen it too much because a hallway is... You're moving through it. That, that's why these smaller rooms that you spend less time in really work well for wallpaper. I find it's sort of like, you know, cake or chocolate or you're given yum item that, you know, you love. But if you had it for every meal, you might get a bit bored of it and want to switch it out for something else. However, if you only have it, you know, at the end of the day, you're probably going to, that's that's going to be a good balance, right? So you want your wallpaper in fairly small doses when you're not going to be using a huge amount of time in each room so that there's no chance that you're going to get bored of it. Hopefully you wouldn't anyway because you love it and you've chosen it well. But in this way, there's, there's no, no chance. It'll always be like being served up a bit of cake every now and again. Which is perfect, right? It's how we all want to live. So I'm going to go through a couple of my favourites at the moment that I am basically loving. I'm really loving the textured wallpaper. I've got some in my WC where I'd like to put marbled wallpaper at the minute, which is why I'm not putting marbled wallpaper quite yet because that didn't come in too cheap and um, I didn't even do it that long ago. So my husband will start to think that I've got some sort of issue. But... The textured wallpapers are really lovely if you're wondering whether to commit to wallpaper or not, but you just want something maybe a little bit more interesting going on on your walls. So there's a lot of kind of neutral, natural, fibery wallpapers around at the minute. They kind of stem from the similar look of, you know, jute rugs and sisal rugs, things like that. The the neutral kind of straw sort of colours generally come through, although you can find them in other colours as well. And they create some great texture. I have one called Line by Art, A-R-T-E. It looks very much like you've got a kind of hessian-y fabric on the walls, which I really like. It's really nice as a backdrop to artwork. It's really nice 
as I mentioned before, as like a smart option in a bedroom or in a walk-in wardrobe or something like that. If you can't paint a picture in your head, don't worry, go down to the show notes, download the little download, um, and you'll see, you'll find pictures of all these things. And then if you want to look at something with more texture, different from what I've already mentioned, there's a brand called Lincrosta, and they do some of the most amazing embossed wallpaper with all sorts of patterns on them. They're absolutely stunning. And when they're painted, they come basically white and you can paint them any color you want so the aim is really that you paint them they're almost like a plasticky feel kind of thing actually if anyone knows house of hackney frida gormley and her husband who is yavi um they have basically made their home a shrine to their wallpaper and fabric And in their hallway, they have this Lincrosta wallpaper, which is just, it looks amazing. It looks so smart and it's so tactile and it's so different. It's just really cool. It's basically from a family of wallpapers called Anaglypta, which is, they're all like embossed essentially. And just the way the light plays off of them. And when you look at them at different angles, they just, they're, they're kind of quite, quite sculptural, really, on the walls. And they really offer something different. They look great painted dark as well, because you don't always notice uh, the texture straight away. I'll find a picture of it somewhere, um, and I will add that too. Now, if you're looking for something fun for a kid's room... You can go and have a look at Otterline. They've got a brilliant, brilliant pattern that I love called Madame Ziggle. Obviously, in all of these wallpapers, the great thing about wallpapers is that you'll find one design and it'll come in three or four or eight or maybe more different colorways, which is really cool. That's actually a really nice way of also building your color schemes up. If you found a wallpaper that you really love, you can have a look at some of the other colorways because they often all form a kind of set and pick out some colours from those other colourways to use in your scheme. It's a good sort of almost cheat sheet way of putting a room together. So the Otterline Madame Ziggle is a really fun wallpaper. It's essentially based on a stripe, but it's full of zigzags and wiggly lines and dots, and the colours are just lovely. It's perfect for a kiddie room. You can get fabric in the same colors as well so you can do some really cool things with that like have a matching headboard or matching blind match it all in with the wallpaper that often looks quite cool if you want something a little bit more sort of subtle or maybe something for a baby's room then stars by today interiors is really nice as well it's pretty simple it's just got little gold stars here and there all over it um it's lovely actually for a ceiling Very, very nice for a ceiling in a nursery room. If you want something a bit more traditional, then you could have a look at Signature Foray from Nina Campbell. Nina Campbell does some great designs, as do basically all the people I'm mentioning today. And that Foray one is lovely with loads of animals. It comes in a neutral and it comes in some lovely colours as well. It's got, you know, deers and bunny rabbits and stuff, but it's just not tacky, you know? It's a much better idea than kind of doing like mural or something like that. There's also Hackney Empire uh, Ochre Stripe by House of Hackney, which is really fun, really in your face. It's like a really thick yellow and white stripe with crazy animals all over it. 
like all over the stripes. Really fun actually for a small bedroom. Again, they do fabric in the same patterns as the wallpaper so you can match things it's really cool to do like a little valance for a bed or lampshades things like that in the same fabric as a wallpaper it's just quite fun and then the last one I want to mention is uh, Tess Newell she has bought out a small collection of wallpaper she does some beautiful beautiful bespoke hand painting I mean if you wanted her to paint your full wall or your children's bed or anything in your kids room or anything anywhere to be honest you could get in touch with her about that but she's also bought out a lovely set of wallpaper and the one that's called folk flower is my absolute favorite and I'm actually going to be putting that into Sylvie's room soon because I love it it's really really nice so take a look at those if you're trying to find a cool wallpaper for a children's room or playroom and then as a few kind of general suggestions, what I'm quite loving at the minute, Morris & Co. have bought out a kind of new-ish version of their Willow wallpaper called Emery's Willow. It's in a really nice kind of rusty red colour. There are other colours, obviously, but my favourite is this rusty orangey sort of red. It's really nice. It's lovely. It's just sort of all leaves, basically, like willow leaves, and it's very calming and... It's really beautiful. There's also Plumier by Nina Campbell, which is also based on a stripe, like some of the others I'm mentioning, but isn't actually just a simple stripe. That's in a number of different colorways. It's got a little dainty stripe that goes up and down, and then every other stripe has sort of plumes of foliage. Foliage? (laughs) Don't know what that is. Foliage coming out of them in alternating colors so it's sort of like you know stripes but it's it is quite botanical as well so it's actually quite a nice mixture of sort of a bit of a masculine and a feminine kind of look and a bit of a smart but also like a soft smart it's a good middle ground swift by colfax and fowler is a little print It's kind of block printy with the stripes sort of waving in and out around these lovely sort of floral-esque medallions with the stripes being one colour and the medallions being another. Again, Colfax and Fowler, you can't really go wrong. It's always going to look really smart and just well put together and well designed. And again, Colfax and Fowler, you'll be able to find fabric in, in similar prints and stuff You can also do a similar print, but a different colorway in cushions, for example, if you were using the wallpaper. If you want something that sort of suits suits a mood of a period property, then it's a great place to go for. It suits the mood. It's not really stuffy, you know. Papyrus by Lewis and Wood is really cool as well. It's got like an aged feel, almost like a washed out denim-y blue it's got and there's also kind of washed outy kind of tea <laughs> it doesn't sound very good like tea bag color I'm trying to think of the best way to describe the color but I really love it it's got like an Indian block print vibe to it where it's just a little bit washed out and it looks like it could have been there for a long time but it and then the sort of edges of the print are not quite precise and it's just got a nice feel for bedrooms I think it's a great choice and then if you want something sort of traditional but not stuffy you can take another look at Morris and Co and look at their pure acorn print in a neutral 
that's a really nice option for something, again, like I was saying at the start, that kind of is there, but it's not there. You can easily ignore it. You can easily hang artwork over the top of it and it will just blend into the background. But at the same time, it will give some texture and some interest to the wall. And if you really do want to look at it, you can start picking out all the amazing things in the print, like little acorns, for example, after its name. And then one other one by Lewis and Wood is the pomegranate fresco, which I absolutely love for a whole bedroom. I think it would look really lovely. I tried to convince a client um, to have it recently in a whole bedroom, but they just got too scared and changed their mind last minute, which I was a little bit disappointed by, but... It's not my bedroom, so I have to accept that. But it's a lovely print. It's got pomegranates in it, not surprisingly, because that's in the title. But again, the print isn't sort of definite. It's got um, a faded feel about it, which I quite like. I'm quite liking for both wallpaper and fabric, to be fair, uh, at the minute. Almost like there's a texture within the print as well. I think that is quite nice. I was going to give you some examples of more like impact wallpaper, but I've decided that I don't even want to encourage it really because I just feel like that is where you're going to... Like you can get impact from less traditionally impactful wallpaper designs than having to like go with something crazy because I think the crazy things you are going to fall out of love with, they are going to be of a moment and you know, however you see it, wallpaper is a bit more of a commitment than paint. If you want to repaint it later, you really do need to get it off. If you want to wallpaper over it, ideally, you really do need to get it off. And it does cost more to get someone to wallpaper a room than to paint a room. So I think you do want to not play it safe by any means, but just don't like let out your inner wallpaper beast unless it's in quite a small room. Or maybe in the back of a cupboard or or in a drawer. Um, but look, you know, if you want to go crazy, by all means, please go crazy. And, and send me the pictures as well, because I would love, I'd love to see them. I think that's everything I've got to tell you right now about wallpaper. If you're wondering how much to order when you're ordering, I know people can struggle with that sometimes. We actually have a calculator included in our renovation toolkit budget sheet there's a link below if anyone is budgeting and is also doing wallpaper and tiles and things like that and having trouble working out how much they need there's a calculator included in there but there's also calculators at uh, you can find good ones at Jane Clayton and House of Hackney have one on their websites and always just order a little bit more much like tiles just order a little bit more it's good to have a little bit to tuck under the stairs or in a roof in a garage or something um, just in case and also you know if something does go wrong or you do slightly get the amounts wrong then it's always better to find yourself with a bit left over rather than one strip of wall that you you can't cover and anyone who was listening in the last couple of weeks would have known that I've been doing little half hour calls for people to start working on a course to offer you guys because I want to make sure it is as relevant as it can be. And with that in mind, we put out a poll recently to see what you would be most interested in. And the jury came back as floor plans. So I'm doing a workshop on floor plans. 
It's actually something that I get asked about a lot. We do a lot of pre-purchase consultations as well, looking at floor plans, trying to make sure that the house that people are buying can be changed if they want to, to accommodate certain things. It's also something that we do a lot when architects have created floor plans. We then have a look over them just to make sure the flow is right and they're going to work with how you want your life to work and what you want the interiors to be like, etc. So it is something that we come across a lot. I know a lot of people agonize over them and there are quite a few tips and tricks that people often miss. So yeah, we're really excited and happy that we can help on this basically and just make sure that no one goes forward with a floor plan that there's been an obvious fix to or something has been overlooked. So I'm actually really pleased that that's how the poll came out, to be fair. There's going to be 15 spaces for people to attend. It is on Thursday the 30th of March at 2 o'clock. And this week, especially if you're listening to this podcast, because I'm going to put the link below, you can sign up and we're doing an introduction price of just £50 to be on that in that workshop. Um, it's an hour and a half workshop. You can bring your floor plan to it. Um, we can have a look at it. We can have a look all together. I can give you my feedback and I can answer any questions that you have. And if there are any questions outside of floor plans as well if there's time we can answer them too i'm going to be going over some other basics and and yeah just giving you all the hot goss on floor plans basically so this week the offer is 50 pounds next week it's going to go up to 65 which is how much the workshops are going to be in general we're going to start doing one a month so with a different key topic so this one is floor plans and it is on Wednesday the 30th. You can find the information below, in the links below, in the show notes. And if you're interested, sign up. I would love to see you there. In the meantime, have a great, great weekend. You're always more than welcome to leave us a star review or even a written review, which is like doubly exciting for the podcast and if you have any questions or anything you'd like me to be talking about then please get in touch on the social channels either studio lff or the facebook group ain't nobody like a homebody i'll see you all and speak to you all next week bye